Saturday Morning Words and Coffee, the first day of the new year, 2022. I hope you had a great Christmas and holiday season as well as a good New Year's Eve. Today, taking a look at The Darkling Thrush by Thomas Hardy, written all the way back at the turn of the last century, 1900, and it was written around December 31st. A little bit of a melancholy poem as the reader, or the poet, maybe it's the poet, or maybe he's just making somebody up, but the reader in the poem is looking back at least upon the past year and maybe his entire life, and he's standing near some woods, and he's surveying the scene, and he's paid a visit by a bird, the thrush of the title. So let's take a look at the poem, and then uh, we'll talk about it. The Darkling Thrush by Thomas Hardy I leant upon a coppice gate when frost was specter-gray, and winter's dregs made desolate the weakening eye of day. The tangled bind stems scored the sky like strings of broken lyres, and all mankind that haunted nigh had sought their household fires. The land's sharp features seemed to me the century's corpse outlent, its crypt, the cloudy canopy, the wind, its death lament. The ancient pulse of germ and birth was shrunken hard and dry, and every spirit upon earth seemed fervorless as I. At once a voice rose among the bleak twigs overhead, in a full-hearted evensong of joy illimited, an aged thrush, frail, gaunt, and small, with blast-beruffled plume, had chosen thus to fling his soul upon the growing gloom. So little cause for carolings of such ecstatic sound was written on terrestrial things, afar or nigh around, that I could think there trembled through his happy good-night air some blessed hope whereof he knew, and I was unaware. And that is The Darkling Thrush from Thomas Hardy, written December 31st or thereabouts, 1900. Hardy perhaps looking back upon the last century and perhaps the last 60 years that he's been alive. There is, uh, in the second stanza, it says, The land's sharp features seem to me the century's corpse outlent, its crypt the cloudy canopy, the wind its death lament. So there's the century lying back behind him that he can look out over. Outlent, a compound that Hardy made up. A lot of poets would do things like that. So that word, where they get the word that sounds like something, you know, like it's not a real word, but there it is, outlent. Kind of an interesting word. The century's corpse, outlent. So what do we have here? We have a poet looking back on things, very melancholy. Hardy was not known as the happy... Uh, comic writing Victorian poet or novelist, that's for certain, like several others were. Uh, we have the poet standing there at a coppice gate when frost was specter gray and winter's dregs made desolate the weakening eye of day. So you've got the sun going down, winter's dregs turning everything ugly, and you know, the land sharp features, he says, seem to me this, the century's corpse. I mean, you don't, you don't get much uglier than that, I wouldn't think. The ancient pulse of German birth was shrunken hard and dry. There I think we can agree that he's talking about German birth, the germination. 
So winter, of course, does kill everything, doesn't it? <laughs> you walk around and everything's, if it's not covered in snow, it's brown or black and just looks dead. Uh, he says, and every spirit upon earth seemed fervorless as I. To which I say, well, how do you know? <laughs> you know, like, not everyone on earth uh, might be feeling as depressed or rotten as you do. Uh, but yes, he says, he uses the word seemed, so... You can say that everything might seem that way when you're feeling in that kind of mood. And then he's visited by a thrush, and not a, not a beautiful one. He says an aged thrush, as aged as he is, perhaps. Uh, frail, gaunt, and small, with blast ruffled plume, had chosen thus to fling his soul upon the growing gloom. So the poet is standing there, perhaps feeling a little bit sorry for himself, or sorry for the world. And then here's this thrush, which is old, and frail and gaunt, uh, blast be ruffled plume is, you know, the wind is blowing these feathers. Like he doesn't describe it as a beautiful bird, but the song certainly is. And he says, there's so little cause for carolings of, of such ecstatic sound was written on terrestrial things afar and nigh around. So he can't even fathom why the bird is singing. If, if everything is to him appears so ugly, why is the bird singing this beautiful song? It might lie in the fact that he says uh, the word illimited, in full-hearted evensong of joy, illimited. Illimited doesn't mean unlimited. Uh, illimited, in this uh, instance here, I believe anyway, uh, believe is not so much that it's unlimited, but that the bird doesn't know it could be any different. So it's not unlimited joy. It's more illimited in the sense that it wouldn't be any other way. It doesn't matter how the things look. To the bird, this is how I sing. This is the song that I sing. And I think that's different than unlimited joy. Maybe I'm wrong on that, but that's what I get out of that. Uh, and then at the end here we have, he says, uh, so little cause for carolings of ecstatic sound was written on terrestrial things afar or nigh around, so everything's ugly all around, that I could think there trembled through his happy good night air some blessed hope whereof he knew and I was unaware. So he does come to the realization that if the bird is singing so beautifully while observing the same thing that he is, maybe the bird, you know, recognizes hope where he doesn't see any. And that's about as hopeful as you're going to get out of Hardy, by the way. It's, uh, he says, some blessed hope whereof he knew and I was unaware. So he's at least admitting the possibility that there could be hope even if he does not feel hopeful, at least in that moment. And that's the Darkling Thrush from Thomas Hardy. Maybe a bit of a downer, but I thought I'd try and find something that was written around New Year's Day and take a look at what other people were thinking on the new year. Just as there's endings, there are beginnings. So if the century's corpse is behind us the past hundred years, then we've got a hundred years to look forward to, and hopefully uh, they're better. I hope you have a great New Year's Day and New Year's Week, and then we'll get you next time on Saturday morning, words and coffee. Bye-bye.